adversity, bring it. The struggle, we welcome it. Snooze on life, never that. We are Dave Regina and Mike Perella, and this is the No Snooze Podcast. Come on. And we're back. Yes, we are. We're and we're back. Epi four. Epi four. I can't believe we made it. We we did it. We're we're officially out of the fire festival phase. Yes, we, we fire fested that thing for a long time. Yes. People are like, when is it coming out? We're like, we started well, out with six second clips because we could only get six seconds of good recording in. Yeah. And then people were like, all right, you got to stop snoozing on the content. Then we went a little bit longer to like thirty seconds. Now we're at like a minute clips. Yeah. Right. And people are finally finally like, oh, they put they put out a couple epis. I met someone and we were talking back and forth and I mentioned the podcast and they're like, yeah, I listen. It's great. And I was like, oh, you listen to a non-existing podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. This I guy actually that, right? jumped in the DM too. He was from California trying to promote something of his own. Yeah. And he must've seen some of the clips and he was like, dude, I just listened to your, to a bunch of episodes of your podcast. Yeah. I'm like, thanks bud. But we only have one episode that's actually out. Yeah, unless and, people are Googling it and finding the wrong thing because they don't know what we sound like. That's true. Right? I that's guess from true. a short clip, you can't really figure it out. Yeah, I, I guess. Um, let's bring clarity to the term epi. Okay. All right, because we were debating the spelling of epi. I thought we were originally going to go EPI just because episode cuts it to epi. And you're efficient, so. I'm efficient, effective, letters. and consistent. Yeah. <laughs> so what are we doing? What are we going with? Though? Well, I don't, I was trying to think, cause I think, I don't know if this is correct, but I've been using the term pushies for a long time. Yeah. Pushies, pullies on the pull-ups. But did I get that from you? Uh, I don't know. I think we've, we've just been bouncing back and forth, but we could go epi. I like epi, E-P-P-Y? Yeah. I like Y's. I, okay. I mean, Dana, so we have a dog named Petey, aka Pizza. Okay. And I've been spelling it P-E-T-E-Y forever, which is definitely wrong. I think Petey's P-E-T-I-E. Spelling, uh, not our strong suit. Yeah. No snooze on learning how to spell. All right, so we'll go we'll go Epi. So this is Epi four. Okay. We're talking authenticity and vulnerability this episode. But before we get there, we do have a couple updates okay. on these pushies. Can we yeah. update everybody on the push ups? So before you get into the numbers, I gotta look at the numbers. I fi- I, th- this is what I think of when I look at that that chart. It's it's like a horror movie, and I'm the 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 guy stumbling, trying to run away from you, and it's evi- It's just imminent that you're catching me, oh, and I'm just good. trying to prolong the death. So, so it's, you're finally admitting it, Michael. I don't know if I'm admitting it, but I've used enough icy hot to kill someone, <laughs> and all my clothes reek of icy hot in the gym. No one's around me because I smell so bad. <laughs> I got I got a couple twinges on I'm, the uh, the left side. Part of me wants to Tanya Harden you. Do you yeah. know who Tanya Harden is? <laughs> no, and just get. Some I'm going to hit you no, with a pipe. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Tom Hardy? <laughs> Tanya Harding. Tanya Harding? You're not a movie guy? I'm not a movie That's guy. That's like a USA guy. Like I don't know. I don't know. She, An Olympian? She was in the... She was in the uh, someone, she hired someone to hit someone in the knee with a pipe nope. so she would win. So never seen that clip. So, watch your back. I'm going to send someone to come Somebody beat get you me. up. So for those Can of you, you guys who are just tuning in... Mike and I, well, Mike was on this push-up app. It's called Push Fit. Still there. And yeah, we were, he was using it, but he was talking like, oh, I'm doing all these pushies, blah, blah, blah. So I made a comment saying, Mike, I'll jump on the, on the 
app and I'll catch you. And he was 22,000 away from me. Well, you kept saying, one day I'm just going to embarrass you and hop on the app. Yes, and I yes. was like, why do you keep saying one day? What are you afraid? Right. Blah, blah. And then and then I jumped on the app. And now Mike is still ahead. He's at 37,737 push-ups, which is number six all time. It says global. And Dave Regina is now number seven. Yes, Mike is six. Dave is seven with 35,868. And when did you start the app? I started on the 22nd of November. Yeah. And I've been going strong now. Does it say since. how much you average on there? No, but it's... I'm, what would you put I'm it clipping at? I'm clipping at least... Oh, at least 1,000 a day. Yeah. I, uh, it's Something's <laughs> something's wrong with the app, I yep. think. Um, so that, that's, that's the update on that. You guys also just started you joined cv with the fitbit yeah so cv was talking about how he walks and i was like you know what i actually walk a ton just for work so Mm -hmm. i could probably compete in that area part of it was also like i got to be competitive with someone in some other facet because mentally watching a 1500 day of (laughs) push-ups and then putting up 500 is not good (laughs) for the psyche so i'm trying to stay around the fire Part of it also is like trying to record more. Yep. What is not managed or measured can't be managed is okay. a saying that I mm-hmm. think about now. And I was like, I, I just need to be aware of what I'm averaging. So if I track it up and my nickname, I call myself as the tortoise. Yeah. So yeah. The, the challenge the is to just walk and not run because I'm not a big runner. And uh, it's been fun, but we've have like four people in it as of this date. Yep. Uh, but I've give been the getting info requests. Though. The info on the uh, group because that's something that everybody it's, can partake in. Just look in. for No Snooze Podcast. There's a group, uh, or just friend me, uh, Mike Pirelli. On what? What on, is it? A, a push uh, fit, fit. We're doing Fitbit. I mean, I'm sorry. Fitbit so the Fitbit's app. the Fitbit app is. Thank you for the sponsorship, Fitbit. No, they're not sponsored. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the I got like the watch one. It's called the Inspire. It okay. was sixty bucks, so it's not terrible. Um, I had an Apple Watch. Wife got it for me. Cool. It broke. I got in the shower. And That's expensive. It wasn't good. But I had it for three years. But anyway. All right. So, yeah, join us. Um, CV's getting worked. Uh, he's coming up with a lot of excuses. So we'll see how that pans out. It's wow. cold. He said it's cold outside. Walk in the mall. We did that. Yeah, last that's night. smart. That's we smart. did laps in the mall. I've been taking a lot of stairs. It yep. just makes you conscious of. It's like one of my work habits. Trying to get a couple. I pace a lot, which I didn't realize. Like, I pace a ton. We have a friend. On the phone. and Shout out Mo Khan. Yeah. He just paces back and forth all day. He'll beat all of you does guys. does not sit. He just yeah. does. Yeah. He, he would beat you. terrible diet, too. I don't know. I got to ask him. Um, when you're talking about, so when I was touching my shoulder before, exciting news. We're now live on YouTube. Yes. Right? So now it's like an added motivation because we need to get these bodies right. Yeah. We're going to call them pod bods. <laughs> pod bods is pretty good pod bods let's do it speaking of vulnerability uh jumping in with the push-ups it's all circles yep i've been doing so many and i actually touch my nose to it i know yours is crooked mm-hmm. so you got to go farther yeah i got down. a crooked nose for anybody who's farther down mine's big anybody who's watching this so i've touched my nose to my app so much that i'm wearing cover up on my nose right now because i'm breaking out <laughs> and it's happening right before we record a tv show tomorrow yes yes which is talk, talk about that TV show. that's pretty cool so I was talking to a producer. He, sh- he shot me an email. He was looking for people that bought back home mm-hmm. um, in certain areas, and he was seeing if I had any good clients. So I know you guys bought back where Karina grew up. Yeah, so you um, mean bought back home as like, in like moved you're back moving to back hometown. to your hometown yeah. versus, because a couple people asked me, like, oh, that's cool. You moved back in with your parents. Nice. <laughs> that's actually <laughs> great. That's a good concept. Yeah, yeah. No, it was, yeah, so it's buying back where you grew up, but yeah. not in your parents' <laughs> home. I guess you could. Right. Um, 
but so I sent five clients, maybe six, and all good people. But I remember telling you, I was like, I guarantee you guys are going to get it. Um, they also, I thought for myself, it's good promo. So I said, how about you interview us? I bought a home. I am a real estate agent, but I'll represent myself on the show. And the guy's like, I don't know if we could do that. Um, the great guy's got EJ. And then eventually he was like, yeah, we'll do it. So like kind of convinced him to do yep. it. And then we actually got picked. Um, Dave and Karina didn't get picked right yes, away. We we and were on the uh, we were on the waiting the waiting list. list. But <laughs> I talked to EJ, and we were very confident that somehow, whether it was a spinoff show, which <laughs> spin-off. Uh, who knows what that would have been called, um, you were going to get picked. So long story short, they got picked now. Yep. And we're recording tomorrow, just in time for when I I'm yeah. breaking. It, out, it's almost so. like a feel bad story when I think about it, yeah, because I, at first I, they we did this whole interview. Everyone was like, "Oh, you guys are great." It's awesome. We Skyped with everybody. It was really good. It's like, yeah, we're definitely going to put you on. Then I like followed back up with EJ and he was like, yeah, man, I don't know. I don't think we're using the location. Yeah. I think that was an excuse. So thank you, EJ, for making it smooth. Um, So I guess somebody dropped out or somebody just was not, um, I guess, up to what they were looking for. I don't know. We might get cut from the and show, then, so I figure if yeah, I'm on multiple, might. and I'm going to be your agent on the show. Yeah, so you're on two episodes. Two episodes, so I'm like, the more episodes I can jump in on, the better wow. chance of not getting cut. Super dope. But that was a good time. Yeah, man. So. All right, let's let's um, let's jump, I guess, right into epi four of authenticity and vulnerability. Yes. Right? So I think everybody who's watching this or listening has their belief of what exactly the two mean it's pretty pretty obvious but we'll say it anyway to to us it's basically being authentic is really just being who you are Mm -hmm. versus being vulnerable the one word that i can think of is like risk now you're taking a risk you're putting something out there that may not be viewed in the best way so you're taking that risk oh that's a good way to look at it right here right two words authenticity would be real, vulnerability, risk, the R&R. Okay. Right? Yeah. What do you think about that? I think you can be vulnerable without taking a risk. I you mean, can you be, can be no, open to... Well, you you being vulnerable basically means that you're, you're risking sh- you're people, risking people viewing you in a certain way. Okay. Yes. I like that. that, that that's, that's what I'm, I'm talking but they're, about. But they definitely intertwine. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. So which one do you struggle with the most? Because I know which one I do, so... Let's talk you first. I mean, the vulnerability thing, I think everyone probably struggles with the most. I don't know. I'm speaking, uh, assuming here. But the vulnerable thing, like, I'm just not very emotional about a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. That's always how I've been. Um, But I think being, I'm very authentic. So if you're authentic, you're naturally vulnerable. Yep. Did I just make a fact? Um, If you're authentic, you're naturally vulnerable? No. No. Yeah, because you're opening up yourself for judgment of in certain, something quirky. I guess in certain certain, certain situations, yes. So I think vulnerability is probably the thing because mm-hmm. I'm very, uh, you know, after getting married, you become more vulnerable because yep. it's not all about you anymore, which is uh, you in stages of life, I'm learning that you get less and less selfish. Yep. I was very selfish prior to getting girlfriend, getting married, um, getting a dog. Mm-hmm. You, your time be- not starts to not become your own. Right. So that's a vulnerability For that sure. you have to embrace. So I'm working on it, but vulnerability is probably the main one. Yeah. What about you? I, I would agree. Um, Authentic-wise, I, I feel like I've been an authentic guy for the most part. I can remember some times that, you know, I definitely wasn't the authentic me. But 
we got feedback on FB1, and I had reference not getting the raise for my job. That and was in episode one? Yeah, that was oh, in okay. FB1, yeah. I, I believe. Yeah. Right, CV? Audiovisual? Clarity? Mm-hmm. Yes. And there was a bunch of people that either sent me a text, um, called me, or slid in the DM saying, like, dude, it was really dope that you spoke about that because I feel like a lot of us go through that, yeah. and then we don't want to speak about it. Yeah. So that's something that just happened in my life, you know, that I guess I was able to be vulnerable with. But I am all about getting better in terms of being vulnerable. And here's a here's a piece. And, and again, I want to come on this podcast and I'm going to be careful because I you know, there's there's people that I talk about and I, I don't do this to offend anybody. So I'm going to keep certain things out of it, you know, whether I'm talking about my wife, my family, my job. But for the most part, I want to be open and honest with everybody. So I remember struggling my whole life really with the vulnerability piece, never wanting to cry. I'm sure like a lot of guys or, or alphas can relate yeah. to that. You know, you, you don't want to cry in front of people. You don't want to be embarrassed. You want to always look the best. Social media for me for a long time was me actually being the opposite of vulnerable. You're, you're specifically going out of your way to take certain pictures and, you know, for likes, be in the clubs, put this bottle next to me here. And no knock to anybody who does that. But I was doing that two year, up until two years ago. And then I seeked out therapy. Right. And it has been the absolute best thing, not only for myself, my marriage, my relationships at work, anything that you apply my life to. And, and some people are going to knock me for it. And it's been thrown in my face before. Yeah. And that's fine. That that's that's fine. If you have my number and you have a problem with me, call me. Jesus. If not, you probably don't really matter. Yeah, it's good. Right. Yeah. That's a good so. Because it, it, it's literally been thrown in my face. You, oh, you act like you have this perfect life, but meanwhile, you're yeah. in therapy. Yeah. See, my number's all over the internet for real estate, oh, so yeah. I can't say <laughs> so, that. So that's, <laughs> good. Well, that's good. <laughs> that's true. I'll just get hate mail. <laughs> that's good. But yeah, so the therapy piece for me was, you know, and, and my, my wife and I go, and it's not because we have one specific problem in our marriage. Yeah. We do it because we wanted to get back to our core. We feel like for a while, there was a, a, a separation in terms of the lifestyle and the wants. Mm-hmm. You know, I was very good at like going out and being able to balance back right away and then go to work whereas my wife's a teacher the best some would say the best yeah and I enjoyed it you know I was in my 20s we got married super young I got married when I was 24 Mm -hmm. and she just grew out of that Mm -hmm. earlier than I did yeah you know and people go through that but to make sure that we didn't have to get into a separation or even talks of that type of stuff we were like no let's try this therapy thing out and let's do it and it has been the healthiest thing and we've seen the progression now for two years. Yeah. And Mike, I'm telling you, I have learned how to be like in touch with my feelings, which is something that like even my brother and I growing up, my sister and I, my dad, my mom, everybody, I never felt comfortable talking about the uncomfortable things. Yeah. Now, go ahead. Judge me. Yeah. I'm good with me. Yeah. I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. I'll put things out there and some feedback is going to be positive and some is going to be negative, but it's my life. And if you want to come along in the journey that's cool but if not then separate yourself yeah you know and that's how I want to live my life moving forward I just want to be the best uh for not only me but for my family and my circle around me yeah because when I am my best it is when I'm vulnerable and I'm relatable to people you know so that's my my little rant on vulnerability no that's good the thing about being vulnerable like this form that we're putting out even now is a vulnerability 
we're putting our thoughts and life life per, certain parts of our life in a recorded format yep. and putting it out to the public right. and asking people to come listen to it. Yeah, yeah. So it's very you feel very vulnerable even in just everyday life and trying to do something mm-hmm. business wise. Right. And I feel like it's something you start to get used to, but it's never just super comfortable. Right. Like it's always an uncomfortable thing. Um, you know, my stuff is more, I think the therapy stuff's awesome. I think if you can use that and it's helpful, I'd much rather see, there's less of a stigma now, which is good. Um, but I'd rather see someone trying to fix something than just keep going about it and keep making the mistake. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, for me, the whole vulnerability thing starts with lifestyle. Like, I think knowing in your life what you want to build or accomplish, you're then able to work backwards and have tough conversations mm-hmm. to get to whatever that lifestyle is. So, like, like you're saying, with the parting and stuff, like, at some point you had a tough conversation uh, where she or you were like, I don't want to do this without you right i want this type of lifestyle i want this next step and by knowing that lifestyle piece then you're able to work back so like dana and i constantly have talks about the long term and like how many kids do you want all the tough vulnerable conversations that come with marriage you know and then admitting you're wrong that's one thing that i'm working on all it's of hard us. in a in an industry where you have to be confident and you have to be sure about what you're doing and you're the biggest purchase of your client's life is usually is in your hands. Mm-hmm. You have to know what the hell is going on. You have yep. to be, you have to be pretty confident. Whereas in a relationship, you have to turn that off and you have to be vulnerable. So it's, it's a, a tough balance, but I think just working on it and putting forth the effort is half the battle. You know, that's, that's amazing stuff in terms of the, the business and the relationships. But I want to highlight the, the relationship piece because I feel like a lot of people can relate to this. You know, yeah. people who are listening to this are either seeking a relationship or they're in a relationship or they're married, whatever it is. So why do you think it is that there's usually one person in a relationship that is super vulnerable and then there's one that is not. Is Does that have anything to do with like the opposites attract? I think there's something to do with that. I also think, so we had a conversation recently where Dana's very emotional. I love her to death. But I kind of feel like I have to be strong and not mm-hmm. show much because yep. you have to be the rock. And I've always been not very emotional. And like when I'm happy, I don't cry because of happiness. I smile and I get talkative. Mm-hmm. So like I'm naturally that way, but it's uh, exacerbated knowing that you know, the person you're with is a little more emotional and a little more, uh, like, uh, you know, vulnerable. So being less vulnerable for the person or whatever situation you're in, like, again, real estate, it's a very emotional transaction. People freak out. I have mm-hmm. to stay calm. Yep. So I think a lot of stuff translates back to the personal life because, mm-hmm. like I said, I'm building a lifestyle where it's all intertwined. Right. So you're not two people. You're authentically the same person throughout. And that person gets molded by what you do a lot of the time, which is your job. Yep. So I don't know. Do you feel yeah. like oh, anything in because you're in a high ranking position and you're also someone that people look up to and you probably have to keep calm in certain situations, right? Like, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I get, you know, panic situations all the time. Yeah. But exactly what you're talking about in terms of just being there to listen, yeah. you can apply that to anything, whether yeah. it is your relationship or your business. Yeah. I find now that I'm able to just be there 
And by being there is not just, you know, being being present. We spoke about this before. Are you actually present versus being present? Same yeah. word, but different different meaning. So I've learned how to really be there for people. And it's so funny because as as I can only speak because I'm a I'm a male, but as males, females in my experience, they want to just hear you without you overreacting and responding. So that's a sense of vulnerability in itself. Yeah. If you really want to go ahead and respond to somebody, hold that for a minute and think about it. And that that's a way to just be vulnerable. It's a very easy thing to do. But you'll find yourself like wanting to, to you know, have diarrhea of the mouth and you go back and forth versus just just listening and then usually at the end of that conversation you could disagree i actually look forward my wife gets a kick kick out of this now i look forward to disagreements because i like to see the progress that i have yeah that's good in terms of my my reactions yeah right and then at work it's the same thing like i i i try to and again we're trying to just be be better than yesterday that's that's the goal every day better than yesterday and anybody who comes into my office, I try to keep a, you know, an open, open space for people. But my first thing that I have to do or any good boss I believe should do is to be available to people. And that is just a vulnerability. When you, you know, walk around, I already look a certain way, right? So people assume something, but then when they can actually come into my office and have a real conversation, I hear it all the time. It's like, wow, I didn't think that you were going to be able to hear me out yeah. and give me the feedback that you did. It's kind of genius because you're under-promising, over-delivering because people have a certain thought It's a good you, way to put it, And right. it's usually not like a, like a, oh, that guy reads a lot of books type of thing. <laughs> Listen, you know, that's, hi, I'm 10-page no page, like, Dave. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's it's uh, you're very smart. You're very authentic. You're very uh, um, well-spoken. It's all things that you just, you see someone, you make the assumptions based on previous things you've been... And no offense to anyone else who's got a great beard and tattoos, tattoos, right? But usually you get this per perception, and yep. you know, like not everyone think I'm an amazing dancer because I'm just I look very <laughs> uptight. I wear a suit, but that, yeah, I can I, move. You know, that what I'm that is something that everybody should witness. And I'm gonna go ahead and toot our own horn here. So anybody who's been to a wedding with us knows, but you're really missing out if you haven't been on a dance floor with um, Mr. Pirelli and myself. No, yeah, the worm. He does yeah. the worm. Incredibly. That's another thing. You would never think a man <laughs> of his stature could be able to do the worm I actually effectively. Did the, I did the worm as my entrance into my wedding, if you remember. Do you remember what happened when you did the worm in my wedding? Oh, uh, yeah. I ripped I ripped the shirt. Yeah, so he he ripped the shirt. <laughs> a rented, uh, a rented one, shirt. A rented shirt. That was like, it looked like we went through a war. Everyone and then the, the, the worst part was I just tucked it back i put the suit blazer over it on the hanger and returned it and said thank you very much and yeah. just just left yeah but that worked so sorry to a squire but, but what oh you dropped the names man yeah, they're yeah. gonna charge me for that why would no, you do that that was a good uh that was good branding for them they're gonna enjoy that um that's hilarious no so the the i think having the ability to hear people um and react and hear them out first then react and be authentic with your reaction, but also supportive is a good point. Mm -hmm. You know, like when we talk and there's something that I don't agree with, yes, I'm not screaming back at you, but I'm authentically saying I don't understand what you're saying. Yes. And it all is progress. Yes. Like if you're going out and you meet a bunch of people and there's five people at the table mm -hmm. and one person's talking about cars and you know nothing about cars and you try to play like you love cars. Then you get invited to go to a car show with them. You're not going to enjoy yourself. Right. And it's not going to work. That'd be Versus, like, go. I don't know anything about cars. 
that sounds awesome. I mean, it's cool. It's not my thing. Blah, blah, blah. Another person at the table. Oh, I don't know anything about cars either, but I'm into shoes. Oh, I love shoes. Blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Then you go to a shoe show. You buy shoes. You have a better. Right. So it's like you attract the people that you want to hang out with mm-hmm. by just being yourself. Yes. Like you love Miley Cyrus. That's love fine. Love her. You know? A couple of our friends love, uh, you know, what's the guy's name? You love Future. It's very love bizarre. Love Future. Yeah. Love Future. But I think if you're the more authentic you are, the more you're shaping a life that is something you want to do anyway. Yep. Right? There was something that I want to bring clarity to, Uh-oh. too. I told you upstairs how I got ripped apart by some of my, um, my family members in terms of the attention. So this was with my wife and my sister-in-law. They apparently had a conversation uh-huh. about like, oh, the episode was really, really good. I loved it. I think, again, going back to the first one, and it was about the attention. Yeah. So be clear. I'll look into YouTube, into the camera right here. Dave Regina loves attention. That was not what I was trying to say. When you asked me the question of do I like the failure or the rewards, Yeah. right? And then you referenced the 30 under 30 piece. Yeah. And I remember saying... This is going to sound strange to people, but, and what I meant by that was exactly that, that those who know me know that I like the attention, but I remember feeling very, very awkward when these cameras were in my face. There was interviews. They actually got me on a podcast um, to, do, to do a radio interview, and I felt very, very uncomfortable, yeah. and I just thought it was unique because if you look at Dave Regina... And you made the, the reference. The fact that you that refer I, to yourself in third person makes me know <laughs> you love attention. I, I, and that's not, that's that's not a fine. bad thing. Right. I do too in And some that's form. fine. But yeah. I didn't realize that I'd rather do it with somebody versus me making my own show or me being the whole center of attention. Got it. That was the piece that I wanted to bring clarity to. So if this guy EJ offers you a show and they say it's only about you. I mean, obviously, Karina can join, but if they're like, you are the centerpiece, you would say no? No, I would definitely say yes. <laughs> I, would learn how to, I would learn how to get through yeah. that. But all I was saying was that I yeah. remember the feeling. It yeah. was just it's a weird. little awkward. Yeah, because I like being in the spotlight. Yeah. No doubt. Well, it's a different type of spotlight. Exactly. Because right? it's like... And a, that, was, that was the point. And it's an accolade spotlight where people are like complimenting you. Yeah, and it's and like weird. Getting, it's a weird... You know, it, feel, it feels weird. And yeah, you know, my position, my title is, is a nice title and it, it's one of authority, you can say. But that doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah. You know, there's so many... I, we, we had our um, holiday party just a couple weeks ago and we were referencing you know, how I go in the back sometimes and I just have dinner in the maintenance office with the maintenance guys. Nice. You know, but it's, that's probably What's the back, is like the like, back room. There's a back room in here. Oh, there's and, like tables yeah, and stuff? Well, it's a facility. You know, one of our facilities, there's um, a maintenance like shop. A, it sounded like a like No, there's a, a maintenance shop. Yeah, back. no, no, no. There's a maintenance shop with all the tools and stuff yeah. like that. But I sit back there with the part-timers, the full-timers, the volunteers, and we just chop it up. Yeah. The, just because somebody's in a position of power or whatever in anything in life. I gotta it visit, doesn't I got to visit your office. It does see not what this is all about. It does not mean that you're better than anybody. Yeah. You know, and I've never ever thought that way. Yeah. And I never will. Yeah. You know, everybody has the same abilities, the same skills. Some just get different opportunities and they seize those moments. Yeah. No, that's I mean that makes a lot of sense and it's uh it's good that you clarified that mm-hmm. because I I wonder if anyone uh thought me. anything I said was not what the problem is too and I'll admit this. I am, I constantly change in thoughts and not major things. Like the, my core beliefs are always usually similar, mm-hmm. but my interests and just thoughts on things change constantly. Yes. Based on very easily influenced mm-hmm. in certain things. Like if someone, you love something and you talk passionately about it to me, I want to go do you it with do you. It. 
Yeah. Yep. Like I was talking about fishing with someone. And I was like, I would love to go fishing. And then I talked to the next person. Was like, I don't eat fish. Like I can't deal with people fit. But yeah. I'm like, I'll me either. I hate like, the guts on my hands. The guts? Like, yeah. The like fish? when you're, when you're actually, I need gloves if I'm going to do that. My dad's a huge <laughs> oh, fishing guy. Fishes, yeah. A huge fishing guy. Yeah. But my brother and my dad, they always make fun of me because I don't like that smell on my yeah. hands and on my clothes. You know, yeah. like, so my dad always, if ever I'm fishing with him or growing up, he would have to put the fish on the uh-huh. bait. And then I would do the, you know, do the fishing. But then as soon as there was a fish or anything on it, he's got to handle that. That makes sense. Yeah, you seem like definitely. you'd be soft in that accent. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. So, so I was something I was thinking about when you were talking. Do you think there's a cer- there's spe- any specific situations where it's hard for you to be authentic? Now, no. Okay. And I mean that yeah. genuinely. Growing up, there was a few scenarios I remember questioning my who I was. Yeah. And one that I could think back to, funny story, seventh grade. I was never a, you know, a big fighting guy in terms of being in actual fights. I've been in a couple. Yeah. But I got worked out so bad <laughs> by this dude who was much, much bigger than me at the time. I didn't go to school with you. <laughs> but we were friends. That was the worst part about it. And I remember getting beat up over something that I had. It really didn't even involve me. I forget the situation. Yeah. But I'm talking... It was it was typical like you you would film this as a TV show. This would be on a show. I'm coming back from from the lunchroom. I go to say what's up to him. Go to give him a dap. My man grabs me, two hands, slams me against the locker, starts punching me in my head. Right? And this is this is this is a true story. How did he hit your head with that little thing? With that little thing. It's probably like <laughs> my little head. <laughs> yeah. 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 So to those people who Good think aim. that I'm big, I'm really not big. It's just my head is so small. That's and my appear, theory. That's, I, my that's theory. Mike's theory. I look at him, I'm like, you're not a movie guy, but <laughs> Super Mario Brothers, the Goombas that have right, like right. yeah. nope. big body. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Sorry. Anyway, go ahead. So I get worked, I get thrown against his locker. Now he starts going to town. I can't really defend myself now because he's already you know, punched me in my head a couple times. My was nose. he saying anything or was he just throwing punches? No, I didn't. I had no idea. No idea why. And then for some reason, and like everyone's watching this. So the whole school is like, oh, oh, going crazy. And I was always a popular dude. And this is what bugged me out about it. Because one, he was my friend. And two, I was a popular guy. So to see my friend beat me up in front of everybody. But now you're not talking just a regular like, oh, I pushed him and I shoved him against the locker. Like, no, there was blood. Yeah. Right. So I remember walking through the hallway and everybody being like, yo, look at that. Yo, David Gina just got, yo, look at that. Look at that. Yeah. And having the humiliation of walking all the way to the principal's office, crying hysterically. And I, my parents had to come pick me up. I stayed home from school for about three days, I think it was. But I remember that feeling of like, wow, you thought you were this popular guy and you were always, you know, in this circle with this same group of friends. And then I remember questioning like, wow, what is it that I have to do to be, to be liked? Mm. You know, and thank God at that time I had, it was just good timing. I had moved, went to another school, still talk to this dude. I was going to say, does he listen? Uh, I don't know if he's listening, but he, he knows who he is if he, if, if he is. Um, but it, it, I remember that moment being like, wow, at the time I didn't know that was authentic, but then I had to start questioning myself, yeah. which was now me not being authentic. Okay. You know, so that, that was all in seventh grade. But then as I grew up, I still remained popular as I moved on. So I never had a problem just being myself. Even in high school, you know, I was always myself, goofy, 
liked to have fun, really didn't matter if I was around adults or kids uh, our age at the time. Yeah. But I was just always, I was always a clown and I was always sarcastic, all that stuff. Yeah. I still am like that today in a reserved manner, but I would say today now I'm, I'm me and I'm willing to be as authentic as possible, which I do believe, and we had this conversation before, plays right into the vulnerability piece. Because if you are super, super authentic, then there is that vulnerability piece that kind of just comes with that. Yeah. Because you, you can't have one without the other. Right. I mean, you, you can have certain aspects of it, but I don't think you have such clarity. And I have a lot of clarity on who I want to be. Well, that's a good point, right? Like some something about it, too, is figuring out what you want to be. Right. And you can be... You're trying to mold yourself, right? So you, you want to be something, and you're acting authentically to try to be that thing, but you're not that yet. Yep. Does that make sense? Yep. So you're being authentic in where you want to get to, but maybe you're not that way yet, but you want to be that way. Yes. So that's okay, too. Of course. And as long as you're doing little things and you're realizing the times that you're not being vulnerable... Just acknowledging the piece is actual progress. Yeah. And that's the goal, right? Yeah. Progress, progress, progress. Did you ever get beat up like I did in seventh grade or no? I'm just trying to think of an example. <laughs> so yeah. I didn't. I had an older brother. So like everyone knew me as Frankie. Frank's brother, which I, that was my speech in uh, for the best man speech. I was at that movie. D- yeah. So <laughs> I was there. He was there. <laughs> I was that there. was a good movie. That was good. Um, so no, I like didn't really get, I was over always a bigger kid, not huge, but big enough for people yep. to really mess with you. Um my authentic stuff, the hardest thing is like it's being um, yourself, but not too much. Does that make sense? So yeah. like in the professional world and out with clients um, or meeting like the in-laws, you don't want to be at 100 yet. Of course. Right? Of like course. you want to you throw it at like an 80%, right. maybe, maybe 60. Like show them who you are, mm-hmm. but don't overwhelm people right i still have a problem where sometimes i overwhelm people because i'm very high energy very all over the place want to talk about a thousand things with people but in a professional setting that's not the best course of action right if we're doing a deal and we pass a pizza place and i love the pizza place it's not always a great situation to be (laughs) like i know every item menu this is a fire thing i know the guy Vinny. it's tremendous blah blah blah. (laughs) it's that's a great spot you definitely should check it out when we're done with the showing and then move to the next thing. Right. I don't know if you've realized that, like when yeah. I was out with you. Oh, of course. Where it's like ratcheted down. Mm-hmm. But I'm still ratcheted being authentic. Down. Authentic. You know what I mean? I just thought of a tagline for me when I'm ratchet. Ratchet Reg. Ratchet Reg. That's, yeah. Yeah. Wow. No, no. That, regular so Reg. You're, regular Reg. Oh, don't start with the regular Reg, Michael. Yeah, so we were... Michael. Don't... Dave, Mike. Dave, Dave likes nicknames. We're going to go there. Okay. So... What what do you call me? What's my long form name, and then what's my Greek? Well, name? so especially with this push ups, because I do want to be clear, Mike is a very very authentic. Oh damn! And that was a habit that I wanted to get rid of when I was re listening to these episodes. Was that very very? very. very why do I do very very? Stop. Okay. Well, you are a very authentic dude, just naturally, and I think you're vulnerable too. Yeah. But just I, naturally, you are very authentic for as many years as I've known you. You've been that same dude, but. With this push-up thing, and there's certain situations that you and I go back and forth and we make fun of each other like we do. So Mike calls me regular Reg, and I call him mediocre Mike. Yeah. 
right? Just because if I'm going to be regular, then that means that you're just basic too and you're mediocre. Well, mediocre is not average. Realize that, right? It's less no, than average. It, you're calling me. I called you average. You okay, called me so less then you're than less average. than average, which made That's it even better. Up. So yeah. now we're in now we're in a group chat with CV, and we're going back and forth. And you said another thing. Oh, <laughs> Dana put you on the spot. She said that your meat was not as as uh, as good as hers or your steak. So that's that to me was like wow he cooks mediocre meat too. Dana, th- oh my listen, I don't goodness. want an uproar of wives that don't cook to get mad. But it was <laughs> she's she's getting better and cooking, and this was a meal she did very well. But she gets was it skirt steak? She gets ahead of herself. It was a skirt steak. Yeah, and she she, made, called, she said yeah. She yeah, said Mike's wasn't that good. Mediocre. So I said wow he makes yeah. mediocre meat yeah. as well. It's t- I have to have such thick skin because I got you who's like a second <laughs> wife throwing shade all the time. Tina's tough. And then brother, I remember being so when I came up with the whole Greek thing, it wasn't it was pretty funny. Well, it, yeah, it was funny, but it it was because somebody had referenced Socrates. <laughs> yeah. And the beard. Who, us? No, no, know. no. In my. Oh, you. Yes. Yeah, Socrates yeah. in terms of the beard. You look like a philosopher. So I said, wow, if you were a Greek, you would be mediocrities, which <laughs> I was writing. I swear, to, <laughs> I swear to God, I was writing an email and I looked over. You know how it shows the preview? Yeah. yeah. And it said, if you were Greek, you would be. And I clicked <laughs> that, it open that, that. and it said mediocrities. mediocrities. <laughs> and I started laughing hysterically and I wrote it in an email by accident because right. it was in my head. Oh, and then we're being vulnerable, right? So I'll be vulnerable for CV. Uh-oh. Then he started with his, I oh, but him. I'm just trying to do this. I, I I really just want to put these epis out. Can you do this? So I said, well, if you were Greek, dot, 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 <laughs> sensitivities. <laughs> so now we need a Greek name. <laughs> yeah, stop. No, I was being vulnerable for you. Like, yeah, yeah, I was but being vulnerable best, for you. I thought my nickname for him was hilarious. No, was, we taught. Wait, what, what was wait, it? Let me reference it. Go ahead, go ahead. Because you guys have that. You have that. It's not the same humor. You. This is oh. good. No, this is good. The um, CV with the logo, and we talked about this. He drew these like very intricate, yep. beautiful stencil paper, stenciled uh, layers, shaded pictures. Yes. So I I wrote Pablo Placardio. <laughs> Pablo Placardio. Okay, which it, is it was hilarious. not that. No, it it was good. I didn't think it was. I thought it was mediocre. Pablo Placardio. I thought it was mediocre. You said one. I forget what what it was. And then oh. Dave's big on the ten. So another yes, one. That I said, one was which very is my good. favorite and. If you read 10 pages a day, that's fine. But <laughs> no. for Dave to brag about it all the time. Well, go back. No, and not brag. Go back to the episode where I have a habit of reading 10 pages a day. Mike likes to do that. So he was killing habit. me because of my push ups. Yep. And I basically was shooting back because he was talking <laughs> about his habits. And I feel like I went into his world <laughs> to try to compete. And it he's going so into good. the. I was like, get out of your comfort zone. You know, <laughs> what do you read? Ten pages a day? Like, <laughs> yeah. like that's you, hard. Yeah, like that's difficult. And then I started calling them ten page days, which <laughs> I have to start introducing uh, myself. It's pretty funny. It is, that one is it's great. Really funny. See, that is great. The, but the the thought of you in a sauna trying to get through ten pages and it taking like two hours <laughs> is such a funny it doesn't thought. Doesn't take me. Like every time someone comes in, pages. they look down at him and he's on like page three, <laughs> page Goodbye. four, right? Bye. Next. It's like I can't I can't get it, but. but maybe that's the name of the epi socrates and mediocrities socrates and mediocrities (laughs) it is funny though because i i do think about it now talking to the mic it's funny because i that was a mediocre move (laughs) well i think about it now when i'm doing something (laughs) like like yeah that's a mediocre email or something and i'm very regular so back to the point of being authentic (laughs) yeah 
I think oh, complacent Claudio. That's a good one. Huh? Complacent Claudio. That's a good one. But I do think being authentic with other people too, mm-hmm. and being honest with them. To be yes. honest, uh, oh, got to bring clarity there too. Go ahead. Yeah, to clarify that one right now. Yeah. Okay. While so we're on it. With the whole to be honest thing. How many times are you going to have to clarify stuff? I know. Well, I have to because I contradict myself, but then I feel like I need to, I need to bring it. I'm not clarifying anything. I'm authentic. (laughs) I need to bring it, you know, full circle to make it clear. When I say that I don't like when I say or I hear, to be honest, it's contextual. That's a word, right? That's sure. Yeah. Okay. But it's all in context. And what I mean by that is if you have a problem with somebody, don't preface it by to be honest because those are fluff words if you're saying it in regular conversation that's fine with me but it's when you say like oh i don't mean to offend you but clearly you're about to offend me that's the same way i feel about the to be honest so go ahead press play what what was i talking about i I don't know anyway we'll skip that i'll look i'll read it i'll watch it back um and then oh the uh, something about well, I got a new thought because you okay, made go me ahead. think of it. Go ahead. So with other people, I think I was talking about being authentic with other yes. people. Yes. Oh, good. Good for you. So it wasn't mediocre. I think when you're authentic with other people, and I say I think a lot because I'm not sure if I'm right or not. I'm just thinking this. I think when with other people, if you're authentic with what you're working on or what annoys you or all the things above, you're able to try to solve it. Right. If you lie to yourself and you know, like, I don't really care about that, mm-hmm. and you really do, it's just, you're just going to blow up in the future. Right. Right. Or if you're like, I'm not good at this. If you realize you're not good at something, then you can address it. But if you never realize it and you're never truthful about it with yourself, then how do you address it? Right. Right. Yes. Like I came to the realization, which is a funny one, and we were on the phone with Karina because you and her are very good compliments, and you're both organized at home. OCD at times. You're both, and I'm just talking at home, right? You're both mm-hmm. both organized at home. You're both good gifters, it seems like. I don't know. Are you? Good gifters? Good gifters. Like giving a gift? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're organized, so I that mean. would translate, right? And you both grocery shop well. Yes. Is that correct? Very efficient, so effective, in, and convenient. So me and Dana were sitting there, and I'm looking around our house, and I'm like, <laughs> looks like a bomb went off in here. <laughs> Partly my fault, because when I cook, I think I'm Emerald Lagasse. <laughs> Bam! Do you know that? No. Okay. Every reference I throw, I'm not going to know anything. So good, it's videotaped so I can connect. Yeah, hopefully, with the, people the, understand the, the, the listeners. I, yeah, I read ten pages a day. I read ten pages a day. It takes too long to read to watch me. My my um, time is taken. And if you have trouble reading, don't take that the wrong. It's just I'm like making fun, of Dave. Um, he probably can't see over his beard when he reads. That's why. Uh, so I'm thinking about it, and we're on the phone with her, and like. I'm looking around. I'm like, I see the house. I look at our fridge and there's like nothing. And there's like a baked potato. And then I'm thinking like, oh, we didn't get any gifts for anyone yet. And it's like three days before Christmas. So I'm like, there's two of us, but we're realistic about it. And we're like, we aren't good at shopping for ourselves, keeping this house clean (laughs) or being or whatever the third one was. So like the fact that we know it, we're trying to get a solution. And like we did a meal prep service, which ultimately didn't work out and we keep trying things Mm -hmm. to try to address it but it's difficult but if you don't know the problems there you can't address it so it's just being like truthful with what you're bad at and it's okay to be bad at stuff yeah of course of course but that make that makes a lot of sense especially when you break it down like that like if you're trying to find the solution that's progress right there yeah and you guys discussing what it is yeah 
Like I know at the like uh, we talked about, we were recording late at night, mm -hmm. and we all were like, "This, you know, this authentically sucks. Yes, we're too late. Yes. We have no energy, and now we're recording when we can early. Yep. So and it works a lot better because yep. we we actually are in tune with the thoughts and we know where we want to go. You know, the outline is great. We know yeah. our talking points, but now we're just we're fresh. We haven't had a whole day to kind of be at work and do whatever we're doing throughout the day to then come and record until 1130 at night. Yeah. So this is this is good. Yeah, I like that piece, man. Um, can we go to <laughs> I just want to reference your the reviews. So the reviews on <laughs> uh, you're giving me the eyes the on, reviews on, on Apple. They were, they were really good, though. No, being, no, they were really being good. authentic. My eyes. I'm not excited or surprised that's how my eyebrows are i'm just always looking <laughs> i'm just excited. always i'm like, always excited like the guy in uh we're the millers never seen it i never seen it i'm not a movie guy <laughs> right? he gets it i'm not a thank movie god guy. claudia watches i am movie. not yeah not with a the, movie I, guy. his eyebrows are, anyway go ahead so i i remember reading the review it's gone now because i think they only show the top six or something yeah and i was super excited because i read the review and it was like wow i feel like i know these guys <laughs> it was a really really good podcast yeah. can't wait to see where this goes and I look up, and the name is Mike Pirelli. <laughs> Dude, I <really laughs> thank you like for I dropping you the review. And then yeah. it gets even better in terms of the review. Claudio, he, we're talking, and he reads like, "Yo, have you seen this one?" Because there were people, <laughs> there were people that dropped some knowledge on the reviews, which were awesome. Yeah. And then he looks up, and he's like, "But who's this person, Mon?" I'm like, "Dude, that's Monday." Because it tells you the name, <laughs> tells you the day it was left, which was yeah. M O N Monday, and then under it, he was like, "Oh, What's I think it was Mon. World World Podcasting or something." Somebody left a review. He's he thought yeah. it was Mon. We're was taking Monday, out the visual, out of audio visual for you. It was it was <laughs> hilarious. So there were people that that dropped questions. I had put something on on Instagram, and there were only a few questions that came. I didn't in. even see it. How did I miss this? I put it up as a, a thing, like, a story? you know, we're going to record another epi, what do you want? Was it you a know? poster story? It was a story, I think. Okay, but there's a lot it. of stories that... I got banned from Instagram for a week. I was yeah, following that, too many people. On your personal page? Sorry about that. Yeah. That's hilarious. Well, effort, you know? Did they put Go you ahead. They put you back on? I can't... I comment, and it says you are banned still? until the 20th. Today's the 20th. It still doesn't they work. Better so hopefully, that, but anyway, they better ahead. remove that ban. So there was a couple what are we questions. Call, what are we calling these questions? Yeah, we need we need a name for the for the questions, and an intro too. Questies, questies, questies. Oh, that's good. Qs, questies for the Epis. B BBQs, NSQs. What is the BB? Most news questions. All right, we're working on that one. Mediocre that's, again. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so questies why do funny. people tag you when they are at the gym? Social media. Read a book. All right. <laughs> 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 no really so answer that question why do people tag you when they are at the gym no so people tag i believe because they are want to be a part of the community yep. is which, which is what we want that's what we want but yes we're trying to um, build a community of people just getting after it i so think the gym is something that's easy right yeah and they want to see that oh specifically yeah the gyms mm -hmm. a lot of people go to the gym early yep. so that's always a plus I, we challenge people to tag us in just things that are cool like yep. you know if you're shooting a tv show or you're doing something out of your comfort zone, just mm -hmm. tag us. Right. Like it's I'm about not, not snoozing yeah. on life yeah. in you, general. You order 100 wings, tag me. Right. Actually, no snooze. You <laughs> Don't snooze once. on that. Yeah, you know, so tag us in other things. We just enjoy the gym. It's the first thing we do in the morning, so we naturally do it. We're going to try to tag more lifestyle stuff. Yep. So thank you for that. Good. And um, I was just kidding about reading a book. You're perfect. <laughs> this one says, Dave, 
Where are oh. you from? <laughs> Mars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. That was good. Mediocrities had a good one there. Mediocrities. That was good. Mars. So it's kind of weird. I, I love that question. Where are you from? Yeah. Not, what town did you grow up in? Where, Where are you, you from? from? <laughs> what species are you? <laughs> Neanderthal. Yeah. <laughs> so I grew up in Mount Vernon, New York, lived there for the first 15 years of my life. And then I moved up to Connecticut, where then you grew, grew out. <laughs> then I grew out. My shoulders grew wider when I got to Connecticut. Connecticut. Uh, went to high school up there. Bounced around a little bit. So I, I kind of struggle with that because I'm 30 now and it's literally been half my life. But now I'm back in New where York. You, like when someone says, where are you from in it's, conversation? It depends you you who I'm this? talking to. I, uh, well, oh, the, so you change it. Well, because the first 15 years of my life, if I'm talking to a kid. Now, like what? if someone asks, where are you from? Right now, I say where I live currently. Okay. Yeah, That's I, good. You know, that's what I do now. But before, you know, if, if it's in friendly conversation. It's literally like, yeah, well, I grew up in Mount Vernon, New York for the first half of my life. Yeah. And then I was in Connecticut for a couple of years. Then at 19, my wife and I got our first apartment back in New York. Okay. And we've been in. Then we went back to Stanford. You're a rolling stone. <laughs> yeah. Then we went back to Stanford. Then we came back to Yonkers. And now we're back in Yorktown. Okay. Right? So, so yeah, um, I hope I answered the question. Yeah. Well, thank you for answering about me, too, whoever submitted that. So I'm from... Uh, <laughs> well, no, there is, there is a... Wait, wait, let me, let me explain this, because this ahead, is kind of funny. In, <laughs> the, in, the, in the context of this, good. this is hilarious. So Dana gets mad at me because I do this, but people ask me, where are you from when I'm out of town? And I say Porchester, just because then I don't have to talk about Greenwich. About Greenwich? Yeah. That's so, great. like, in college, they'd yep. be like, where are you from? And I'd be like, I'm from Porchester. Pocho. Yeah, because I was like, oh, I put basketball there. I'm basically from it. And uh, it's not that I'm not proud of the town. It's okay. just you avoid all the conversation you just had. Yep. And I just don't want to deal with it. Yes. So. And if they follow you, they kind of know that now. You're, well, now they know. I mean, but like back in the day where I wasn't selling the right. town, right. I would uh, not right. say I was from there just to avoid the whole. You have a yacht? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I do not. Right. I have you a, you know, you live in Greenwich. Yeah, I walk by them. Right. Yeah, you have Maseratis in the backyard? No, no Mozzies. <laughs> no Mozzie. Mozzie Mike, though. Just a GMC. Mozzie Mike. Mozzie Mike's nice, but I'm, I'm not a Mozzie guy. Here's one for you, though, and this is the, the last one on not questions. Not a car guy. It says, Mike, if I have a full-time job but want to get into real estate, do you think that's sustainable and can be done? I think that's a good question. I, I, get, I actually get this a lot from friends. I think it depends what you want to do in real estate. Real estate's so broad that you could be successful in some form in real mm -hmm. estate. I think you need to be full-time to be... Um, uh, like, like a, a premier, like a full-time agent. Like yeah. if that is what you want to do and you want to be an agent, you could start out part-time, but I feel like it's hard Ooh, that's to good. get the ball rolling. That's good. So you think that you can go part-time, keep you, that's kind of like a Gary V thing. It's like reading 10 pages a day. Like you're not going to get to the book for a <laughs> yeah. while. Well, in one month, man. So no, if you want to no. look at the bigger picture though, and you just want to get your feet wet, you could definitely do it part-time is what you're saying. And yeah. then if it does pop for you and you want to leave your other job, then I guess you could do it that I way. think a lot of it's circumstance, right? Like if you're working part-time for a very successful broker yeah yes you could do it if you do nights and weekends you absolutely could sell a ton of real estate okay um it's just going to be hard at some point if you are doing well to there's certain things in a deal that you need to be present and if you can't get out of your job depending on what you do you work from home you can get to stuff right you know you can balance so i it's it's tough question to answer straightforward but yes you could do it um i would encourage people to test it at first, I'm the type who jumps full in on things and probably wasn't the smart way to do it. 
but I did it. And mm, you know. I mean, you kind of left no room for error, which is big. Like you, you knew you had to survive. Cause well, you there's a, job. there's the term like burning the boats. They yeah. basically burned the boats. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, well, I just quit my job. So there's no plan B. I mean, there's always a plan B like you yep. can figure it out. Yeah. But I, um, I think that shock is good almost, you know, like you basically create a, yeah. uh, but what I a want versus need situation. Yes. Yeah. You create the hunger. But something that I do want to acknowledge is that I got into it to invest. And I st- like I love selling, but ultimately it was to invest in property. Also, if you are just doing it to invest in property, having a job will make it much easier to find that first property because it's much easier to get a mortgage. Okay. So that's that something I didn't sense. realize. Yep. Because if you were, say, you're making, I don't know, anything, a consistent income you're going to be able to buy that first property a lot quicker. And I think you could do that while working a job and having consistent income. I think it's actually better than yeah. being an agent and trying to invest at the same mm-hmm. time. Are you cool with people reaching out to you directly? You yeah, know, if and, you have any questions kinda, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. This is a less busy time of year. I'm mm-hmm. always busy, but this is a year where I, I'm having trouble on my comments because I <laughs> got banned, banned. But I'll get back to you and just like random, yeah, reach out. Yeah, no, you there's know? been a there's And been again, a few I'm not people. an expert. But I'll just tell you what I think. Right, of course. But I think it's you're relatable to people. Yeah, I which mean, is I, which I'm is still what figuring we, out every day. Exactly, which is what we want, and I think that's people people like that. Yeah, that's great. Who was that? Do we know? I'll uh, reach out to them. Yeah, I do have I have the name and the number, but I I didn't know if we wanted to. You know, no, no, we don't start, have to say it on here. Start but, dropping yeah. people like Unless, that. Maybe if, we'll say something where if you submit and you want your name said. Yeah, then just put it yeah. in. Yeah. So we're going to do that from week to week. We'll just put a couple questions, two three questions in. That's good. Um, and hopefully as we grow, it's not that we're saying we have so many listens and so many followers yeah. but there are too many people. questions the field i can't wait till yeah. we get the good questions where it's like right wait so you're saying those questions were bad to those people no like the <laughs> random questions yes oh yeah yeah. yeah yeah like the weird ones yeah i like those you like those yeah. I, speaking of weird, authentically I, li- I like them. i like being in weird situations you know that yeah. it, like cringy situations he thrives in yes. and i'm like i want to get under the table and hide should we give the should we give a story <laughs> no, no? Uh, yeah you can talk about it don't reference the place though because okay. i like the place and i would like to go back okay so Mike and I and our wives and Janine was with us, right? And, and Gio. Gio. Yeah, well, Gio made us for, for dinner. So we go to Soul Cycle. That was the whole Soul Cycle um, experience, which I think we put a clippy up. Yeah. But we didn't do a full epi on it. So we had a great experience. Mike and I were dying in Soul Cycle. It was Soul every, Michael. Soul Michael. Ooh, look yeah. at you. It was the funniest thing to see, though, because there's this humongous mirror. And Mike and I, you explained it the best though. What was the? Um, yeah, it was just pistons, like a piston. Right, yeah, like right. everyone was going down, and we're it up, was like ground down. Yeah. Yes, it was very. I good. can't reference a movie because you haven't seen any. Right. So that's that's true. So then we go out to dinner to like a real nice place, and it was supposed to be for like happy hour, but we, it's a high end place. It's yeah. a seafood place. Right. It's like it's, people it's, who come dress up. Yes, and we're, we're all, number one. I didn't want to go right from it because I you don't smell when you sweat, which yeah, is weird. It's weird, I know. From Mars, yeah, from and. Mars. I'm a Martian. I stunk, like smelled awful. And you guys, let's go. It's going to be great. And we went. We walk in. Everyone's like got their like their ones on. Like right, they look right. good. Like it's the spot to be right. that night. And we're like, we messed dri- up someone's date. And we're dripping sweat. Yeah. Some Someone on a date was like, I thought you were taking me to a nice place. And yeah, we walked and in. We and we just like, ruined it for everybody. Like so we sit, we sit down. I love that voice. You <laughs> so we sit down at a table and, you know, we order drinks and apps and... We, <laughs> what do they call? They were raw oysters. I mean, which, yeah, o- yes, oysters. Oysters yeah, raw, come raw. raw oysters anyway. good to specify. So I don't. Yeah, I don't oyster. really like the whole fish thing. But I tried it. Mike dressed one up for me, I mean, and nice. it was it was pretty good. 
But then it got down to like the end of the barrel. And Mike sees So there was like two oysters left, maybe one. And I you know, I one of the things I hate being authentic, I hate when there's food left on plates. Yep. And it's like I was hungry, but I was trying to be polite. And the the waiter grabs it before I do. So I kinda like sneakily reached over and grabbed it (laughs) and like without trying to cause too much attention, I put it to my mouth and I look down just to like savor the moment. And I see the legs moving. And I was like, oh, my God. In the mic, in the mic, talking and to the mic. I go, oh, my God. And there was these little legs. And they were, like, going like this. And I'm like, what is that? So I I think I, what did I give it to you? Yeah, you go, Dave. And I'm like, look at this. Look at, look this. at this. And the girls are freaking out. Girls are going Geo's nuts. like, what is yeah. that? And Geo, it was a yeah. little crab. Yeah, it was a baby crab. Like, a, and they're, they're called, translucent. You could miss it. Are they pea crabs? Yeah, I yeah. think they are. I think yeah. they're called pea crabs, as we later found out. Yeah. So I take that, and we're going back to the whole uncomfortable situations, right? And the weird situations. I don't know if this is a good. <laughs> no. So I take that crab and I go, Mike, watch this. And he goes, Oh no, my wife. Because I knew what you were going to oh, do. Oh no, I've seen it. Here we go. So I literally put this crab in my mouth, and I acted like I was. Did you, you know, chew it first? No, 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 no. But it was still a live crab. Be clear here. This was a was live, a live crab. Yeah, I called the waiter over, so I just put it like on my tongue because it was very, very small. I called the waiter over, and I'm like, <laughs> "Sir, sir, sir, come on over." And he comes over, and he puts his hand out, and I literally spit the crab into my hand, which was next to his hand, so he can see this moving crab. Which, mind you, I didn't, I didn't really find it. Mike found it, but I just yeah. thought it would be funny to take this crab and put it on my tongue. And when he comes over, I take it out. And he started freaking out. He he, uh, the first guy. Yes, yes the he first was freaking guy. out. The waiter. Yes, the waiter. And I, yeah. yes, the waiter. And yeah. I, and he said, "Oh my God, I'm so sorry about yeah. this. He this was is, a nice guy. This is crazy. I've never seen this. Let me make this right. Let me call the boss over." Yeah, boss comes over, and my man is like, Smooth. "Well, at least we know you're not allergic to crabs." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. It's good. Line. So then he made me feel <laughs> uncomfortable, yeah. like awkward, like, "Oh, all right, good response." I was expecting like this whole. Yeah, four course meal to come over to us now, and the bill be chopped in half or whatever. Well, what you didn't realize too is we were in gym clothes. Like if right. we actually no, looked important, no credibility. We had no. Yeah, that was right. that's a situation where we wear a suit, and then you could maybe yeah, yeah. pull that. So off. So that's one of those weird. And he did end up like apologizing, but he was like, "Look, that means that it's really fresh, and they're they're called pea crabs." Which I thought he was BS. Yeah, no, I thought he BS'd it too. Because I want to know, up. I want to know if anybody out there is eating oysters and they're finding crabs in their oysters. But the uncomfortable piece of it that I like was to call the waiter over and have him be mortified that there was a crab. But then he made me mortified when he called his boss over and the boss was just like, yeah, bro. He knew his product. Right, right, right. He knew exactly what was going on. So that's just a quick backstory. Um, So this will wrap up here and we'll go into Dave's Dime of the Week. And I want to give you a little movie magic. Oh, God, here we go. We have had to reshoot uh, Mike's Mantras after Dave's Dimes a couple of times. uh, Yeah, like three. Can we not do that So I have a off-screen, I have a post-it note, so I'm ready to rock. There you go. All right, so the Dime of the Week. Vulnerability is not winning or losing. It's having the courage to show up and be seen when we have no control over the outcome. Hmm. Who said that, Dave Regina? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> he's just making. He's just quoting himself for Dave's times. I like it though. <laughs> All right, guys, hold on one sec. <laughs> Mike's mantras: authenticity requires a certain measure of vulnerability, okay. transparency, like the crab, and integrity. <laughs> Janet Lewis Stevenson. Janny. Janny. All right. A.K. Janny. Little segment. We're doing the heat on the feet. Heat hold, on the hold feet. Hold on, I gotta lean because I'm popping buttons. <laughs> Are these 
Oh my god. Oh my goodness. Those have a soccer ball. I can't kick his soccer ball. Look at this flexibility. <laughs> so I do yoga. Those have balls. I don't on have them. laces. I got no shoes on. Oh, this way. Dude, I don't oh, but you can't. You can't even show the balls that are hanging on the other side. Oh yeah, I can. Look at that. <laughs> Heat on the feet. These I are like tough. That. Too much? They might be too much. No, no, it's fire. This. These are so authenticity. These are socks <laughs> that you might lose a client over. Like some, <laughs> someone might see these and be like, I'm good. Ah, yeah, this guy's a little shaky. Have you seen his socks? Look at this. No, he's got those a little are, glitter those in are there. fire. Fire. Authent All right, guys. Until next time, stop snoozing. Get up and get after it. Another one in the books. That's going to be a good clip right there. That's another Effie in the books. Go follow us on Instagram and Facebook at No Snooze Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, No Snooze. Come on. Come on. If you want to inquire about potential sponsorship and or collaboration, reach out to us at no snoozepodcast at gmail.com or message our Instagram page, which is at no snooze podcast.